For a thousand years, the worlds divide. Creatures of magic in Halloween Town reside. Witches and goblins forced to take flight. Driven away by evil Iron Knights. But the era is over. The worlds reunite. The portal is open, but not without a fight. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> um, so we're back. We're back and Actually, this is huge because, guys, it's Monstober again. <laughs> it's year two of Monstober. I'm like so I know. excited about that. It just feels like we just did it the first time. Seriously. Um, and we're so excited to be back bringing some spooky movies to you guys. You might be surprised that there are quite a few spooky movies that we haven't covered yet. Disney Channel was really pumping out the scary movies. They really were. And can I tell you that even after two full monstobers go by we still want we'll to still have, have more cover them all and this actually made me happy so you guys know that we recently switched to tuesday episodes mm-hmm. as opposed to mondays and that makes it so that yet again just like last year we're gonna have an episode come out on halloween i can't wait it's really exciting happy monstober to all and that little <laughs> really special greeting that we just <laughs> did for all of you guys um if you can believe it we actually didn't make that up we actually didn't I know. improvise that i know we actually didn't so today we're covering halloween, halloween town, town high, high the third installment in the halloween town franchise um and this movie begins with that that, that saying poem, with that, that little poem beautiful that, poem and it's basically introducing us to the history in Halloween Town. Because if you'll remember, in Halloween Town 2, Marnie opened the portal. And the yes. portal remained opened. Absolutely. And we all know at this point that the reason there is a portal in the first place is because, like a thousand years ago, the creatures, like the magical beings, had to go to a whole separate dimension because they were having so many problems with the mortals. So the mortals like, thought they were freaks. Yeah, and they were like, I think like committing like mass genocide on them. That's what's implied. Yeah, so they were like, we need our own like dimension. We'll just do that. Um, and this little spooky poem is the first time we're going to hear about these Iron Knights. I Those know. Those are not in the first two Yeah, movies. they're kind of acting like this has always been a part of the lore. Yeah. It hasn't, but now I'm on board with these Iron Knights. I think it makes sense, though, because the first two movies were set in Halloween Town, and this mm-hmm. is the first time we're, like, in the mortal world. So the Knights are just humans. Just humans, yeah. Okay. So it makes sense to me that they'd be like, oh, okay, so actually now that we're living in the mortal world, we should talk about the Knights. Yeah. That kind of makes sense to me. Um, Oh, yeah, the knights. Oh, yeah, the knights. And I kind of think that every movie, rather than having, like, clunky exposition of, like, hey, Dad, are we moving to the ranch that we agreed on? I think there should just be, like, weird poems at the start of every movie. Honestly, I loved it. Lay it it all out there. If you guys... Maybe you discovered us this year. If you haven't listened to our Halloween Town and Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge episodes, go back and check those out. I know. Yeah. I know. Don't just jump in here. That's insane. That's insane. Go back and listen. But let's talk a little bit, Nora, about Halloween Town High. I want to know, when you were a kid, did you fuck with this movie? Did you, even as a young person, feel like, hey, this isn't what the first two served up? Like, Do you remember what you thought? I remember that I didn't like it as much as especially the second, but there was stuff that I really fucked with, mostly when Aggie does that spell and it's like a little hotel inside their house or a little um, university inside their house of like all the 
doors. So actually, Gwen does that spell, Nora. Uh, right. But no, but you, right. you bring right. up something no, you're right. real, you're which right. is that Gwen, we see her doing a lot more we magic in this movie. We see she does a lot movie. more magic, and you are right now. It's all coming back to me that Gwen does in this movie. But I loved that part. I liked having this kooky cast of characters yeah. in the high school. Um, I loved the secret lair that they all gather in. That's where I wanted to have my birthday party. Um, I know. And so, yeah, I, I did actually like like a lot of stuff about it. And rewatching, I, I liked it. I, yeah. I thought like, yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It, what is it deep? Did I no, leave change? No. Did I think it was kind of silly and kind of ridiculous? Yeah. I did. But did I, did I have any qualms? Not necessarily. Yeah, no, I actually feel really similarly because as a kid, I think I watched this one potentially the most of all the Halloween Town movies, if not the second. They aired it they, the most. They aired it the most. And I think as a kid, I definitely was like, I I agree with you. I preferred like the spooky, like magical vibe of the first two. But like, I do think this was like so Disney Channel with like, it's about the teens and they're all these different teens. And I think as a kid, I did like find that very exciting in addition to the Halloween Town of it all. Yes. And I did like it. And I did like get really excited whenever it came on. And I will say watching back, I think I was like expecting there to be like a really crazy divide of like the quality going really down from the first two. And I was like, not really. Here's what it's I'll still say. pretty good. This one was better than I thought. The first two, a little worse than I remembered, especially the first. Yeah. So Halloween Town High premiered on October 8th, 2004. Uh, the first two movies were 98 and 2001 for reference. Um, so this one, so, I definitely remember like them promoting it. I remember like before this came out. So Marnie is supposed to be like, what, a freshman in the second? Now she's probably a senior. Well, in the first movie, she's actually 13. And now she's probably 17. So well, what about the second? What, she like 15 in that one? Yeah. Maybe 14 even. So now you think she's a senior? Yeah. She's so um self-possessed in a way that a teen is not. I know. She's giving guidance counselor. She is. But that sort of is the role she low-key plays in this film. She, I know. She really is like of service to her community. Like not like. Marnie's wild in this movie and her <laughs> love, love interest. interest I have like so much oh, to say. I'm going to go off on his ass. Fuck him. Fuck him. No, straight up fuck him. This might be one of my least Same. favorite men. Same. In any decom. Same. I kind of, I despise <laughs> him. I was really like, I was like shouting at my TV like, ew, I have the ick. Like, get off my screen. <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I hated him. Yeah, I hated him too. Yeah. This movie, like, we obviously are bringing back all of our OG Halloween Town cast. And We're we talking Sophie. We're talking Although Dylan. Although Sophie is barely in this movie. You're she right. has like two scenes. It's so annoying. I know. You're right. We do have to talk about the fact that in addition to our Halloween Town OGs, we have yes. some fresh new faces in this film. Um, yeah. But we do know them. <laughs> yep, we know them. We do have two stars from the HSM franchise in this film. Lucas Grabiel. And Alessia Ruin, who is herself. Kelsey. Miss Penis here, Miss Darvis. Miss Penis here. And she's in this. This did come first. And Disney loves to look at their past and think, who should we bring out of the fray? Exactly. They're like the casting directors. They all talk to each other. They're like, how did Lucas do on Halloween Town High? Mm -hmm. Did he did he do well? Did he come to set on time? Guess what? He's getting the gig. The Disney Plus description for Halloween Town High is Marnie's magic is on the line as Halloween Town kids transfer to her school. Fun. This is the one where... All the teens from Halloween Town come to our world. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Like I, I feel like this almost like seems like something they would have tried to make into a show. You know what I mean? Ooh, that would have been a really Wouldn't, good idea. I feel like that would have been a cute show. They should have done that. Yeah. 
Because I feel like we didn't get to know the cast of characters enough. We really didn't. But then again, I was almost like happy that like they highlighted like a couple kids, but then like still made the focus the people we know and love, which I do think was ultimately the right choice. Nora, do you want to guess the Rotten Tomato score? I'm going to guess it got like a 40%. 65%. Okay, that's that's nicer. And that's compared to 62% for the second movie and 71% for the original. So they all I'm literally had a always vibe. wrong. That's okay. Guessing um, is just for shits and giggles. You don't. I feel bad about it. it (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now listeners, you know, get some, uh, get a get a pumpkin spice. Yeah, get maybe some uh, mold wine. Get spooky with it. Yeah, put on a scarf. Put on all black. All black. Make a potion. If it's fill the goblet. (laughs) If it's nighttime, well, light a candle. Yeah, light a candle. Maybe like go for like a spooky walk in Lausanne yeah or have like, some knives around yeah keep a knife with you because there are some nefarious people about in this film knights warlocks goblins ghouls exactly. spiders Ooh. werewolves <laughs> vampires ogres ogres teenage boys exactly. teenage girls oh. aggie <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's kick yeah. it. Okay, so actually you guys already know how Halloween Town High begins because we already performed our two-woman show rendition of the opening poem. You already know about that. But now we're going to see our heroine, Marnie, and she is preparing to testify before the Halloween Town Council. Mm-hmm. And she's getting ready. She's talking to her family. You know, Grandma Aggie's there, her mom, Gwen, brother Dylan, and little sister, Sophie. And Marnie is actually feeling really arrogant in this scene. Mm-hmm. She's talking about the fact that she opened the portal in the previous movie and she's like you know what this council they should be freaking thanking me not summoning me to explain myself like i did them a big favor i should get a parade and then she literally gets like sucked into like a vortex into halloween town basically this like yeah like a portal opens in the the house and now she's in yeah the council's chambers the council's chambers and i remember the chambers quite well Yes. Um, because she is like on this little like spinny circle thing in the middle and it's it like turns her around. Turntable, yeah. yeah. It's like a turntable and it like turns her around to face different members of the council. There's like a George Washington looking bitch head of the council. There's a man with like a ton of hands. There's like what other characters? There's a this? mummy. There's a mummy. There's like a there's like a woman a woman that kind of is like giving a vampire vibe. Yeah, she yeah, she has pointy teeth right um there's a pumpkin head classic there's pumpkin head so everyone who's anyone in halloween town is here when you really think about it it's a very diverse group it is that's actually really aspirational and we should look to their example i didn't see a werewolf on that council well i didn't see a troll progress is incremental i didn't see i didn't see a lot of the creatures from halloween town on that council okay i'm literally eating my words and i yeah i got my face yeah so as you should sarah there's still soon. work to be done there in is. halloween town there really is i liked how marnie her little turntable thing has like four little like brooms around it they're cute it's cute i guess i just feel that like the cromwells have like so much power and like what are the other witches like do they have anything it's a good question. I don't understand, yeah, like why like the Cromwell magic is like so strong. Are they just really like that great? I don't, I know. don't know. I'm not sure. Marnie is speaking before this council and she was low-key right to be like, they should thank me because they do actually thank her. Mm-hmm. 
and they're actually being very nice to her and their leader who is this guy named edgar dalloway which is kind of the george washington figure that nora mentioned because he has like a like a um old a powdered judges wig. powdered wig it's yes. a terrible wig halloween town the franchise i would assume that their budget got bigger as the movies went on yet everything to me looks pretty trash but i i like it because i like that they like are consistent yeah they kind of like did commit to the campiness of the first movie like i liked that there was still just a pumpkin head like yeah okay although the pumpkin head was like slightly more like defined in his features but i I liked that he was still a pumpkin head ultimately (laughs) i really (laughs) right right of course okay um edgar dalloway the leader likes marnie's proposal of um kids from halloween town spending some time in the mortal world um but the guy with six hands is more concerned and he wants to know well what about the knights of the iron dagger their whole mission is to destroy all things magical what's going to happen if we send our kids into the mortal world with these iron knights running amok and marnie's whole thing is like humans have changed they will be open to accepting these new creatures i promise you they've changed and she says i this is insane yeah, I to this. say I hate this. this is inexcusable unforgivable and quite frankly just absurd she says i would bet all the cromwell magic that humans have changed and of course these council people who have had their eye on the cromwell magic for centuries some may say their ears perked because this teen just said i bet all my family's magic on humans but not just humans on teens from a local high school that's who is deciding the best of humanity in this movie it's so ridiculous and i'm like marnie this is not yours to bet like it's one thing to bet your magic that would be fine i know you're all your family's magic that's so not okay and i'm like i know it's It's like we let's hear from sophie how she feels about this exactly sophie doesn't say boo in and neither do ghosts. Movie. And neither do ghosts, as we're going to learn. Well, so later if you learn. thought that, you're racist. That's an inside joke for now, and you guys will be included later. Yes. And I think it's like, there has to be some sort of contract. Like, all parties involved should have to be on board with this wager. It's so ridiculous. I also don't also like Also, in Halloween Town, a bet has that much weight. They're seriously. like, oh, okay, so now it's a wager. Oh, the Cromwell magic up for grabs. I'm like, mm, I feel like we would need this in writing. Yeah. I feel like we would need... a under oath like where's the halloween town bible like exactly no offense that makes me think that your your laws are pretty barbaric halloween town and i just hate that like to me it was really stupid that marnie like says it offhand as if it's like a figure of speech when like who would say that like she's like say that she's like you know what i kind of low-key feel like i'd like bet all my family's magic we would like you know how people say i swear on my life like i could see her being like i would bet my magic but just to say I bet all the Cromwell magic that humans who is saying that I'm not buying it. It's so I'm stupid. not believing it. I'm saying what? And as soon as she says it, you're like, oh, so this that's is the, the conflict of this film. And it's like yeah. a little annoying because it's just very silly. I wish it came about in a different way. Yeah. It's like, really? She's going to lose her powers so some high schoolers can go to school in the mortal world? Yeah. And it's like, no, Marnie, this is a thing you have so little control over. A bunch of people that you cannot control how they react to something that is like super insane. Like, really? You're going to bet your whole family's magic on that? Like, what is wrong with you? It's like, Marnie, high schoolers will like pick on you if you like have a weird shirt. Imagine if you're a troll. Exactly. Like, let's get real. Like, high schoolers 
They're never going to change. They're just like the knights. They don't want to hang out with a ghoul. I have no idea what Marnie is thinking. She's off her rocker. She's off her broomstick. She <laughs> literally is. And when she gets back home, Aggie is understandably pissed. She's, She's pissed. Like, that wasn't yours to bet, girl. But basically in this scene, we learn that um, Gwen, the mom, went on one date with the boogeyman. And he's been asking about her. So there's that. Oh, come on. No. Well, and the boogeyman isn't real. Oh my god, what? he's here! Oh, that actually <laughs> no, no, just a small joke. Wow, that was really good, Nora. What so, even is the boogeyman? A man made of boogers? No, he's just like the ultimate, like the thing you fear. Like he's the man the under, your under your bed. He's in your closet. He's just sort of like a scary man that like maybe kills you or kidnaps you if you're a hmm. kid. Yeah. Oh, I this whole time. Thought that he was made of boogies. <laughs> yeah. no, I get that. I get that. I think a lot of little kids think that. Cut that out. I think a lot of little kids think that. And you're a grown woman. So. <laughs> um, yes. So they're all just saying in this scene, like, it's a little stressful with the magic proposition, but we're going to make it work. And all these kids from Halloween Town are going to come stay with us. Mm-hmm. And Marnie reassures Sophie, like, Sophie, there's no such thing as these Iron Knights anymore cut to if i knew magic was real i would think that anything could be real yeah but i kind of get where they're coming from of like guys this is a thousand years ago like there's no longer right. these like medieval like gangs of humans being like yeah the no, witches. that's actually true because there's nothing magical about the knights it's basically like a like a like a hate cult and so twitter know, yeah so like i i would totally be like maybe they're not like around anymore because they haven't had anyone to hate for a thousand years so yeah she's like don't worry sophie there's no knights and then we cut to we see a suit of armor outside their house holding a dagger and there's scary music so it's like stop they're real exactly they're real so they're getting ready for first day and dylan is complaining because he like is so boring and like oh and you know such a drag and just so mortal and annoying and he's like i don't want these freaks to like mess up my perfect attendance and it's like shut up dylan and yeah dylan and marnie are like arguing like nora said dylan doesn't want to share his bathroom and marnie's like well don't worry because i have a spell that will make it so that no one's gonna be like cramped everyone's gonna have their own space like don't worry i've got this Mm -hmm. and she has a spell book and dylan's like that doesn't look like a level one spell and then we cut to outside we see some joggers who are looking at the cromwell family house which has become the size of like a dollhouse and then it goes huge again and then small again their house is just like wigging out crazy i mean i've learned to accept that this is just a motif of decoms where like someone sees something like this happen yeah and nothing is done yeah but the way that these people's lives would be changed forever forever and marnie's like oops did it wrong like it's just like odd to me like i just I wish no one had seen it they're like, so messy and it like, actually does annoy me yeah and to me it kind of makes sense for aggie because yeah. like she is like new to living in this world and she's like not very good at like knowing how to hide it but like yeah marnie you should know better but it's like aggie don't you remember the trials because <laughs> she was like i think alive during that she probably swim <laughs> she Sorry, that's dark. It's okay. I think enough time has passed that we can joke about the witch trials. Um, But But like, she's around. She probably knew John Proctor. She definitely did, and she. But she's such a liar, though, because later on they're talking about Shakespeare, and she's like, "Oh, Shakespeare asked me to be in the original production." It's like, believe her? No, because you couldn't be a woman in Shakespeare's plays. It was only men. And so, actually, Aggie like caught you in a lie. Wait, that's a good point. The way she's a 
pathological liar. That's actually such a good point. I know. Wow. And like she would be one of those girls it's like, no, I did kiss Prince. And it's like, no, you didn't. So after Marnie totally draws attention to their house, Gwen is like, okay, let's leave the construction spells to me. You're a little experienced to mm-hmm. be doing these. And we see her point her hands at the wall in front of her and then like a spooky brown door with a little spider web detail appears fun and we see that inside this door there's like a whole new hallway of all these spooky little doors and this is where the halloween town kids are gonna stay oh i love it then they got a call from aggie and aggie's like i'm gonna bring the kids to school and then they start panicking because they know aggie is very flagrant with the magic so they're like what if she shows up with the magic bus and these normal mortal kids see a school bus fly out of the sky so they're very worried but then when they get to school aggie does show up and she's in just this tiny little car this orange tiny little like volkswagen kind of looking yeah that type of vibe yeah and she gets out and she says don't i look stylish because she looks very uh, metropolitan, very mortal. She's not in her witch garb. Uh, Marnie's like, oh, Grandma, you look great, but like, where are the kids? Like, you're supposed to have like 12 kids. It's giving full-on clown car because 12 kids get out of this super tiny car. Yes. Who's working the pedals? Two little Two tiny leprechauns. leprechauns. <laughs> We're going to be hearing from, uh, what's his name? The, the Luck, Luck of the, the Irish. Irish for s- reinforcing some stereotypes in this film. I didn't need the leprechauns. I didn't need the leprechauns. Yeah, but so the Halloween Town kids begin to pile out of this tiny little car and we meet Cassie, who's a witch. She's very like cute and excitable and she has like a guidebook that's teaching her about how to act around humans. Love Cassie. Always have, always will. Agreed. And we see Lucas Grabiel, who is Ethan, a warlock. We see Alessia Rulin, who is Natalie, who looks normal right now, but more on that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marnie is going to be their student advisor and she tells them that they should all say that they're from Canada. If anyone asks, you're Classic. from Canada. You're always from Canada. And then we see that Aggie says she has to go see a man about a job and we see the return of her crocodile purse, her magical purse that is also like an animal and like it's very scary. Yeah, and- but this is my question. In the first two movies, her bag is just bottomless and can like move on its own right now it's a full-on croc yes so she's upgraded she's upgraded because yeah this bag can sprout arms and legs and it can attack people yes it was honestly really scary to me and i didn't like seeing it and it actually stressed me out quite a lot (laughs) and the sound effects of it were absolutely unnerving and insane yeah um but yeah so she has one scene when the one guy like screams when it attacks him that was like scary imagine a crocodile purse attacking you I don't want to. I know, but we have to. Okay. Um. So then Aggie is in the principal's office. Principal Flanders. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> is it not I'm Flanders? Sorry. Principal Flanagan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god, okay. it was close enough. That was <laughs> the confidence. The okay now aggie is in principal flanagan's office and so she has a job at this school teaching biology mm-hmm. and he's like you know when you first told me that you're going to bring like 12 foreign exchange students i thought that was kind of weird but here you are paperwork all filled out do we know how aggie got this job just magic or like what what's going on i think so he says something here when he says like wow paperwork all done i don't know how you did it it's like magic i think because let's face it like to have so many kids transfer to a new school, you need like 
documents showing where they came from their their transcripts all that stuff and like she knew she couldn't have that because it's they're from halloween town so i think she used magic to like forge documents and probably did the same thing for herself like saying she had a teaching gig before and like faked references like i think she did all of that you know if you guys want to change people's minds about halloween town committing several criminal offenses <laughs> might not be the path to go but okay aggie so are you vilifying uh immigrants who have to come here illegally and take any necessary measures no i'm really not <laughs> i'm really not you're right you're right so yeah she forged documents is what we're suspecting even though it's not really laid out yeah so then aggie is talking about soaking up this new culture and taking part in their customs and the principal is like you're from canada right like it's not that different and then she looks at a little piece of paper and she's like oh yeah canada because she keeps forgetting <laughs> um and then but I'm at like, this okay, point aggie you were gonna be in like a Shakespeare production, but like she can't remember the country. Sarah, Canada. she wasn't in the Shakespeare production. She lied. <laughs> I, I actually do believe you now, but like I just feel like she's been around for so long and knows so much about the history of the world. I know, so you like, don't know what Canada is. You can't is. remember Canada? I know. She's kind of interesting in that way. <laughs> um, and also during this part, the bag is going absolutely insane. It's going like this. Like it's being insane. And the principal's hearing it yeah. and just being like, what? And also the croc purse eats the principal's bird yeah he has like a parakeet and at one point he's like where's my bird and, and then, then we, we see, see the bag is like coughing up feathers yeah so meanwhile marnie is taking the group of students around the halls she's like introducing them to the school and she is telling them like it's really important that you blend in which did make me a little sad that like the whole point is like you know harmony between the two worlds and there is this really sad thing right away where it's like you absolutely cannot show that you're different like it's not okay and i mm -hmm. get why but it's sort of sad you know it's like this is low-key the point and it's like you cannot be yourself that would be horrible i think the point is trying more to be like see we're just like you which i'm not saying is like right mm. but i think she's trying to be like just be nice and show you can like get along and be harmonious because True. the humans have such the upper hand yeah. that i think she just is like just show that you can get along yeah, that's um, true because it's which, like... Not that that's right, but I think that's what's happening. No, I think you're right because it's like no one is going to take the time to get to know a werewolf. Whereas like if I get to know a friend and then they're like, by the way, you should know I'm a werewolf, but I haven't eaten anyone in 10 years. I would be like, okay. Just 10 years? Yeah. So they ate someone when they were 20... 18. Fully... Oh, yeah. Fully in They had just turned 10 and they, they weren't fully like... They didn't... They hadn't controlled their hunger yet okay so it's okay we all you grow. all eat someone we all grow so she's showing them all around and dylan in this scene realizes that natalie they have a lot of the same classes because they're both in ap everything so they're gonna like kind of go off together and find their classes just them so marnie's just with the rest of the group and then she mistakes a random student mm -hmm. for a member of her group she's looking at him from behind so uh -huh. she can't see his face and she mistakes his sweatshirt, which is like hanging down around his waist, for a tail. And she says, lose the tail. And she grabs the sweatshirt. And the guy's like, whoa, 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 what? Are you some kind of hall monitor? And then she realizes that it was a sweater. And she goes, oh, I, I, sorry, I saw your shirt. No explanation of why she did this. No. Like, that's such a weird thing to do to someone. And she's just like, I saw your shirt. So what? You pulled it? Like, 
yeah. he should think she's insane. Wouldn't you say like, I'm so sorry. I thought you were my friend. Yes. I would come up with a better explanation than this bizarre one. But he, they lock eyes. He's smitten. He doesn't care what she does because he thinks she's hot. Yeah. And it's giving love interest. This man's name is Cody. By the end of this film, he will be be calling him Grody. He will be revealed to be enemy number one. (laughs) (laughs) So stay tuned. He will earn a place in the worst love interest Hall of Fame. Does he do anything necessarily wrong? (laughs) It's hard to say, but Um, is he god awful? Yes. Yes. Yeah, but Marnie is feeling it too. She like bites her hand coyly as he walks away. Oh my god, yeah. Um, so that's that's on and popping. He is like cute. He's really cute. He's just himself. that's the thing. It's purely his personality because yeah. he's hot. Yeah. So now we see Aggie teaching for the first time, and she's teaching a science class. And there are some boys that are being disrespectful. Um, so she warns them that she has a temper, and she then sticks her eyes out of her sockets. Um, and her tongue out it's very insane special effects and it's very very reminiscent of large marge from pb herman's uh big yes. adventure or They're great adventure so i forget which it is irresponsible with the magic yeah question this number would one traumatize you for life can everyone in the classroom see this yes um may, if not everyone a lot of them two these boys would not only go to the principal go to the authorities i would assume or check into maybe a mental health facility yeah this is an insane thing to do. <laughs> and it's like their whole thing is trying to keep their magic and under this wraps. And this is all the boy does. He's like, whoa. He's like, like he, this is like basically what it is. Jeez. I know. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> insane. It's giving that scene in Pixel Perfect at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. It, it's like, it's truly, they need to be calling up TMZ, CNN, the New York Times. Kinda, yeah. You know, every brand of journalism there is, they need to be getting on it. And instead, they but move all on. they have is eyewitness testimony. They don't have proof. This but is tough to do this to a literally. She does it to a minor, and he doesn't even <laughs> do anything that bad. No, he's just like being a little punk. Yeah, exactly. It's like okay. she says, "I have a temper," <laughs> and she scars him for life. <laughs> no, she's because my opinion of Aggie as I talk through it is like <laughs> really devolving. Well, I kind of think that Marnie. I'm mean, sorry. I kind of think that Aggie's like health is like declining in this film (laughs) like she's really like lost the plot no she's lost the plot entirely like all she really does in this movie is be like money and flirt with a horrifying man i know she doesn't really do magic or like first movie like she gets under the spell second movie gray spell it's like why don't you try and like stand on your own no (laughs) they make aggie like kind of a flop I know she's supposed to be the most powerful witch and she's saved by her teen granddaughter time and time again. That's why I really do think it's like she's lying. She's getting on in years. But Marnie is in this class and she is starting to get really stressed out about her grandmother, um, you know, just making it really obvious that they're magical beings. And she's also seated next to Cody, her crush. She's like, oh, (laughs) hi. What are the odds? And he's like, "Uh, (laughs) uh, hi and it's in stuff and yeah they're like chatting and stuff and then yeah marnie goes up to aggie and she's like grandma like cool it with the magic this is not okay and then aggie's like oh pish posh all right she gives marnie a little slip of paper and it's like i found a place for us to meet with the kids like go to this place and so 
Marnie takes the paper back to her desk and she puts it in her binder and Cody, the little snoop that he is, clocks it. He takes a goddamn look. It's like, why are you peeking at that? You've known her for a second. Like, I know. Stop peeking at that. It's private. At this point, he was really giving Calabar son. Yeah, right. And they knew that we had those trust issues I know. from the last movie. It was a good setup because I liked it that we was. had suspects. I, Not to say I that feel he the same way. Be it, but yeah. And also, right before this, we should say another thing that Aggie does is turn um, what was supposed to be like a normal scientific chemistry reaction. It was supposed to produce just a puff of smoke. She produced a parrot. So that mm-hmm. wasn't too great. That's definitely highly suspicious. And now we do see Marnie after class going to find this new hideout that her grandmother has given her um, a slip of paper uh, where to find this place. So she's going to this like secret spot. She opens up a locker and someone like pulls her in magically. Mm-hmm. So she's in the spooky lounge now and all the Halloween town kids are there and they're asking if they can unzip now because most of them are wearing like basically human skin suits. They're wearing like Mission Impossible kind of masks. Yeah, it's super weird and one guy is really a blue ogre, another is like a green swamp monster looking guy. We have a tiny little fairy like a werewolf. Um Natalie is a pink troll with gorgeous pink hair. Yep. And um, I love when they unzip. Yeah. It's fun. It's like, ooh, he's that. Ooh, <laughs> she's that. Oh, they're hideous. Oh, these freaks. I know. I really like how you get to see them both ways. I know. And they are freaks. They are freaks. Um, and Marnie is explaining to them, like, you know, to most humans, you guys don't exist which is why for now it's important to blend in, but hopefully we can change that one day. I thought she was going to say, to most humans, you're hideous. <laughs> and then they hear a banging on the walls. I know. It's scary. It is really scary. And then we see a hand outside the hideout wearing like a chainmail glove with a big ring on it, pounding on a the knight. locker. It's a knight. Pounding. And I'm like, they found them so quick. And I know. so far, all we have to go off of is Cody looking at this slip of paper. I know. So it's kind Sus. of like, okay, it's okay. It's giving Calabar Sun 2.0. Exactly. And Cassie, I didn't like this. So Cassie's just a witch. So why didn't they give her a better outfit? Like her look in this part is so weird. It's like a weird like orange crazy collar. But like, I didn't even notice that Cassie changed. She did, but it's like such a bad look. I'm like, why couldn't she dress like more like Aggie dresses when she's in Halloween Town. It's like, I remember when I was a kid, I didn't understand what she was supposed to be because her outfit was so bad. Well, I I thought that too as a kid, but now I was sort of like, oh yeah, she's just a witch. Like, I kind of liked how there was a mixture of people that just look normal because like, witches yeah. and warlocks just like kind of are like close to humans. So it's like... I liked that she was human, but I didn't know why they couldn't give her like, either don't change at all or like a pretty spooky witch robe rather than yeah, this like, like a very robe. strange fit. Yeah, she because it wasn't what she was wearing before. Yeah, but Cassie is feeling proud because and, um, some cheerleaders called her a freak, and she thinks that's a compliment. Yeah, and also um, Ethan, like I feel like he just like also when he's a warlock just has like more eyeliner. It's kind yeah. of like similar to Twitches. How um, yeah, in- what's his name is so punk. Yes, uh, Karsh. Karsh. I'm like okay, so like just like what is this like trope of warlocks just being like very punk? And so at this point, all the Halloween Town kids are just like all talking about how fascinating the differences between humans and Halloween Town residents are. And Marnie is just like beaming as she hears this. She's just so excited. She thinks it's so cool to see 
these kids learning about humans like really all because of her and so she's very proud at home she tells her mom it was like the best day of her life and then she says that she also met a cute boy and dylan makes a joke like oh you better snag him quick before he realizes he can get someone better and marnie retaliates by sending dylan up to the ceiling where he is stuck all night she leaves him there all night yeah okay so then edgar from the council calls aggie and he's like what is the hot gossip like how's everything going and then they're kind of like oh like it's you know it's all right we had this we had this and he's like oh it's it's not like you know these kids i'm worried about it's your magic like reminder if you fail you'll lose your magic and then he's basically like the weight of the world is on you marnie and she hangs up and she's like <laughs> yeah no pressure yeah she's like the weight of the world feels pretty heavy yeah, it's intense. And it's also important to note that this guy, Edgar, is Ethan's papa. His papa. That's very important to note. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's giving Nepo. It is giving Nepo. And Edgar's vibe, it's right away, like, interesting. Like, anytime he's being nice, you don't quite believe it. Yeah. You know? It's one of those. Yeah, he's sus for sure. During this part, Edgar also says something like, were there any, like, signs of danger? And then the kids, a lot of them overhear this. And they come out and they're like, are there signs of danger? And they're all like, no, it's fine. And I love this part because Marnie says to them here, like, guys, the Knights don't exist. They haven't, like, been around for a thousand years. Like, they do not exist. And Natalie, the troll, is like, oh, you mean, like, we don't exist? <gasps> and it's such a good point. Mic drop. No, because she's right. Just because people haven't been vocal living their lives out loud doesn't mean they aren't moving in silence, gathering their troops and then the next day at school marnie completely abandons her responsibility to these teens because her crush cody wants to chat she's real she's real for that but cody is not real because he says i waited for you after school yesterday but you kind of disappeared and i'm like desperate she, vibes also like yes he's literally so desperate so obsessed with her right away he doesn't know her and also why are you waiting for her after school did you guys have a plan you met her today what is this preconceived notion that you have to wait for her after school and it's one thing to like decide to wait for her but i hate the implication like hey i waited you for you but you just disappeared it's like already he's terrible vibes and he'll get worse and during the scene aggie is waving behind marnie like she's like upstairs in the school but like waving out a window waving through window don't bring ben platt into this (laughs) and she's waving like marnie 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 and marnie is trying to pretend she doesn't see because she (laughs) wants to flirt with cody but eventually she's like oh okay i have to go so she leaves cody like mid-sentence of him trying to ask her out and as she walks away he says like to himself like that was worth three hours in front of the mirror and i'm like three hours hours and you met her yesterday isn't that a red flag to you oh he's such a red flag it's creepy so marnie goes into the school and she finds aggie and she's annoyed at first like you interrupted my moment with my crush but then she quickly realizes no this is important because there is a calling card for the knights of the iron dagger outside the school somebody basically like either conjured or drew or something Mm -hmm. like an image of a dagger on like a school walkway and it's basically like a symbol of hate and genocide no truly this is like a big deal aggie questions cody who marnie has been hanging out with she's like how much do you know about this boy and marnie is immediately defensive which i think is odd considering that her old love interest turned out to be calabar's son it's like 
is it really so insane that Aggie would question this? Like she questioned <laughs> Calabar's son, Cal, and like you were like, oh my God, grandma. And then like she was right. So the fact that she's automatically like, you think it's him? Like, I know. Marnie, it could be like he went out of his way to talk to you like right away. Yeah, he's like, new. No one knows he's him. He's new. Like he's taken an interest in you. Like, it's just not that insane. And I she's kind like, of, I can't believe you would say that, Grandma. I know. I kind of really wish that they had, like, talked about Calabar. Like, I kind of wish I know, that no had been an element him. of, like, Marnie, you do have a history of this. and you like bad taste. Right. And Marnie being, like, just because that happened once doesn't mean it's going to happen every time a boy likes me. Like, I think yeah. that would have been, like, I know. Real. They don't they don't mention him. I know. I wonder why. They won't speak his name. They won't speak Voldemort of him. Voldemort in that way. Yeah. Um, but, no, this definitely is the beginning of, like, there is a lot of tension between marnie and aggie in this movie and it is sort of like an interesting um yeah i kind of like it because in the first two movies we saw like marnie and her mom having all this tension and her and her mom are like good in this movie i know and now her and aggie like they butt heads it kind of makes sense because marnie is half witch half mortal so like she can't fully relate to her grandma like aggie has never lived in the real world in any capacity i think it also kind of makes sense because like um marnie is getting older and is becoming like a little more practical and it just makes sense to me that she would be like putting her grandmother on a pedestal a little bit less yeah you know yeah um but no they're they're freaked out by this uh this dagger and as they're chatting about it uh principal flanagan walks in and he's like are you guys okay and he delivers the news to aggie that he actually needs her to move to a different classroom and actually to a new subject because he's a little concerned and uh marnie says oh is this about the parrot and he says what parrot i'm talking about the llama and marnie <laughs> says what llama so uh, aggie is having some some troubles here at school yeah but he's gonna move her to the history department and they're all like okay fine and then when marnie and aggie leave the room principal flanagan like glances like sinisterly out the window because basically before he came in um aggie like conjured up rain to wash away the dagger uh-huh but the way he looks outside, there's some ominous music that plays. We're getting the sense he knew it was there. Yes. And now the next day, we're in Aggie's new history class. And the Renaissance is today's topic. And she says so many fond memories. She can't help herself. She really can't. And then we see um, Cody is behind Marnie. And he passes her a note, which I think is so chic, the note passing. And I never got past a note, ever. I know I only got past notes from my friends, not not ever boys. Because boys, if there are any teen boys listening, they need to watch. <laughs> There's definitely not. You know, but like they need to watch like movies for girls to see the type of shit we romanticize because they don't know and they don't do any of it. And it's but like, do you like watch baseball? No. <laughs> do you play video games besides Sims? No, and I don't plan to. But that's my business. But like, no, I know. They but... could have such an easy end, like just pass us a note. But then it's kind of creepy, like the guys that are, have studied what girls like. No, you're it's right. Like, just you're be right. genuine and real. Yeah, he does pass her a note, and he asks her via this note to go out with him on Saturday, and she mouths back, "Yes." Yeah, she's living the dream, and then Aggie like. What does she do here? She um, basically implies that she knew Christopher Columbus personally. Yes. And then Marnie is like, no, no, no. And she like speeds up the time, like uses magic to like speed up the clock. And then class is dismissed. Yes, exactly. But to me, it's like Marnie doing that is more is worse. Sus. Yeah, because I would just be like this old bat that thinks she yeah, knew she's crazy. Columbus. That's yeah. fine. That's like a non-issue. It's a non-issue. Yeah. So it's like, okay, Aggie knowing Christopher Columbus, it's like, Aggie, like that's that could like be great. a lie. 
That's why I, I cooked her. I could be lied because I don't trust her. Unless she's full on Shakespeare in love. Unless Shakespeare in love is based on her. I mean, it could be. It could be. Like, we don't know. It really could be like young Debbie Reynolds, stun. I know. <laughs> Debbie is like so good in I this. I know. She's like fabulous in every way. I know. She's so funny. I know she is. That's the thing. Like, in some ways, it made me sad that this movie, I feel like she's so much less magical, but she is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like kind of fine with it. Yeah, I was fine with it. Yeah. I was laughing at her. I was too. Um, but then as this magically sped up class is ending, a girly walking out of the classroom starts insulting Aggie and saying like, oh, that weirdo came to the school with the rest of those foreign exchange freaks. Yes. So Marnie uses magic to make this girl's backpack like split open so all her books fall down and she's humiliated. And then Marnie like walks out of the classroom like coldly stepping over this mean girl and Cody like looks at this and is like something's definitely weird about this girl yes yes and then we go to this lunchroom scene <laughs> here's cody again Nora, he, i can't with what he says here do you know what he says do you mind if i save you a seat no he says am i a fool to save you a place <laughs> you like, are shut up you are <laughs> you are a fool to You're save her a place okay he goes right up to her like i i got you a seat like do you want to save me it's like one this girl's been going to this school. Yeah. You're new. So, like, more so, maybe you should be like, hey, can I sit with you and your friends? Yeah. Like, it's just so presumptuous. You guys haven't even been on your first date yet. Yeah. And you're like, let's sit together at lunch. It's just like, find your own crew, dude. Yeah, like, you need to find your own friends. And, like, yeah. he just really is giving me, like, serial monogamous in a scary way. And you know what he's also giving? Dean from Gilmore Girls. Yes. He's giving, like, that you know what he's giving what that guy that always has to have a girlfriend and then when he has a girlfriend he cannot understand why she would need to have like girls night and then he's yeah. like do your friends hate me like why can't i come i just think it's kind of weird that i can't come like are you gonna talk what? about me are you gonna talk about me like what are you gonna do like so toxic and it's just like she better not end up with him she won't she won't he's he's a fool to save her a place. he is a fool i'm like dude i like, hated this i know you're new here but like and did you clock that he had two milks no <laughs> do you think one was like, for her yeah. <laughs> Ew. you gotta let a girl get she her, own, get her little own little milk carton god damn it she can get her own milk what if she wanted chocolate and you know what she probably did all the real girls i had <laughs> chocolate milk every day k through 12 <laughs> i had a chocolate milk every single day until i was 18 <laughs> i didn't trust the milk and I, i'm not even scared of milk i also just didn't want to drink like milk like i would have rather chocolate milk have... was fine for us yeah yes. chocolate milk is a dessert i know regular milk it's like what am i some kind of freak but see i'm not even a milk hater but just it always scared me the school milk i was like i have to do chocolate but no he's like so creepy in this part i hate it and she's like no you're not a fool but like do you like have you seen any of my kids that i show around and he's like i never really see them and she's like i know why is that that's like weird that they're never around <laughs> But then he's like, oh, wait, I see one there. And it's Cassie, the yep. witch. And Cassie she is assimilating the best. Yeah, because Cassie is the most like fascinated by human behavior. And also she isn't like doesn't have the fear of like they're going to hate what I look like because she ultimately looks cute and normal. I know that really is so true. And, and also like everyone like likes a witch. Yeah, oh, I would kill to like be a witch and have that moment like, no, Sarah, sorry, I'm a witch. Sarah, literally like watching this, I was like fantasizing, be like, imagine you have to like tell someone like, I'm a witch. I know, I'm so jealous. Like you have to be like, no, I I am a witch. Like I was always like when I would watch Buffy, like so jealous of Buffy I Summers know. for like having to like be like, 
I'm sorry, but I have to tell this boy that I am the Slayer. Like, that's just, like, so chic. Yeah, like, sorry, but I'm, like, so powerful. And it's like you're and that I have pretty. a secret inner world that you could never take from you me. You look like Sarah Michelle Gellar, but I then know. you're a Slayer. Like, forget it's it. It's so cool. And she can, like, do flips and shit. I know. And, like, her work begins, like, when darkness falls. Oh, uh, so cool. I, I Dream job is when my work begins when darkness <laughs> falls. But only if it involves, like, magical beings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not, Not like a night like, shift at yeah, a restaurant or no, something. No, no. But Marnie is starting to realize, like, wait, I have a problem, which is that none of the Halloween Town kids are, like, putting themselves out there because she goes back to the spooky lounge mm-hmm. with Cassie and all the kids are there just hiding out. Makes total sense. It absolutely they does. They can unzip. They can unzip and they can hang out with each other who they already know. They already know likes them. Yeah. And but at this point, Marnie tells them, she's like, I didn't risk everything for you guys to come here and hang out in a locker. You need to get back out there and try. And they don't say this. But to me, my inner monologue would be like, I did not make you bet your powers (laughs) to do this. Like that was on you, girl. Yeah. I remember it always kind of like annoyed me as a kid watching this because I feel like you're so sensitive to these types of dynamics as a child. I was like, so Marnie is either their peer or max like one or two years older than them i didn't like how she was treating them like an adult or like their teacher i, I wish she would treat them like a friend and be like hey guys there's a party she's come full on resident assistant i know she really wasn't she to be honest was kind of giving like do you not have friends to introduce them to because no, always you marnie's friends is your boy where are marnie's friends she has zero friends i think she alienated them all somehow <laughs> being a witch full time too much time in halloween town yeah no because i'm like stop treating them like you're like above them like you should be helping them like i feel like her energy in this film just because it's so adult it's so camp counselor i know it's so that it's so mom of the friend group and i I just kind of couldn't i know i think this like would have made more sense if it was like marnie is like coming home from college but like then she couldn't like be at school what because we were always like like the way marnie it's a different actress but the way marnie is in the fourth makes no sense but seeing this one i'm like it's kind of a natural progression you're not wrong she was like leaning toward like more like nerd do-gooder type yes yeah you're right she was she was hate that do bad so she starts telling each halloween town kid like you know there's definitely like a club for all of you like for example pete the werewolf catch this and she throws um what does she throw at him like like a, an apple an apple yes and he runs up the wall and catches it in his mouth and she's like you need to try out for football she tells uh nancy the wood nymph there's a gardening club she also is like stereotyping so, yeah, everyone she's relying here. on all their stereotypes yeah because she tells the ogre like you should go out for wrestling and he's like i don't like violence i yeah, want to do like, stamp collecting and she's yeah. like oh okay she's like oh kind of weird based on your physical appearance but okay i know it's like marnie isn't this the whole thing you're supposed to be fighting against girl i know but it's like unfortunate because like the werewolf actually is quite good at football that is so unfortunate and the wood nymph does like gardening ethan says he wants to try out for a play he's so ryan coded (laughs) and then cassie suggests she says all the clubs are doing a booth for the halloween carnival we should do one too because you know we could really like show these mortals what halloween is really all about Mm -hmm. and so they're all getting excited they're all gonna get involved and aggie is like impressed with marnie for like getting them all feeling empowered so she turns to her and she says um i pity the knight that has to tussle with you that's probably the most memorable line from the film like i feel like that was in the trailer it was it was yeah because i heard that and i was like of course i pity the knight that has to tussle with you of course of course of course of course of course yeah but then as she says it she hits 
a suit of armor that they casually have in their secret lounge, even though it's for them probably a scary symbol of hate. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. And then you can see that there's eyes in it. Like it's a there's yeah, a person it's like inside. So scary. But you also really can tell that the eyes inside of the suit of armor, it's Principal Flanagan. Oh, I couldn't tell. I could. You could tell. I'm like ninety percent sure. They should have like had to be more mysterious. I know. And now we get a montage. Yes, they're all doing their activities. Ethan's in the play. Pete's playing football. football. And um, a cover of Let's Get Together is playing. I wasn't able to figure out who uh, performed this cover. I didn't really like it. Yeah, I was like, fine. I don't like Let's, unless it's Lindsay Lohan singing acapella. Let's get, get together. together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Outside the elevator in a gorgeous hotel about to run into her twin and her mother. Exactly. That's kind of, or Meredith Blake, actually. Right. And, that, and yeah. she's never met her before because she's yeah. Hallie. But that's the only time I like to hear that song. Well, because you know it's in the original Parent Trap, and that's why yes. Lindsay sang it, yeah. But I, in that all-yellow outfit, that chic know, yellow so ensemble. Cute, so cute. Yeah, so we get this montage. This is the part when Aggie makes her claim about being in the original Shakespeare production. And then toward the end of this montage, Cassie unveils a poster for their carnival booth. It's so cute. It has like a jack-o'-lantern on it. Their tagline is, visit the real Halloween. And now we're at the cafeteria again, and Marnie is happy because all the kids are socializing, hanging out with different groups, assimilating. And then we see Cody being ominous as fuck, kind of having a sharp-paced stance at the balcony of the cafeteria. Yes. Giving very, this is not what I want, this is not what I planned. Yeah. But in a more ominous way, and it's like, why is he overlooking, like, first of all, to be the new kid in school and to take a center stance Uh. in the calf? But now it's the weekend and it's time for a group outing. The mall. The mall. And Marnie's hat in this scene. Okay. (laughs) Marnie's outfit in this scene. First of all, there was a really dark trend at this time. I'm talking a fuzzy scarf. Yes. Do you guys know what I mean? That like. Yes. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, it is fuzzy and it's very like stringy fuzzy. Yes. Yes, I know what you're talking about. She is wearing one. They were in style and it was and remains awful she's wearing that and she's wearing also a terrible autumnal hat it's orange it has leaves it's god awful yeah it has black leaves on the orange hat and it's the shape of it is just bizarre it's a bizarre thing to wear to go to the (laughs) mall and she also has like an orange sweater with the hat and with the scarf it's a lot joan rivers needs to slap her like it's bad it's a lot it's so much. And guess what? Cody stalks her at her house. Well, okay. He thought the date was during the day. But I'm like, you guys didn't discuss? Like, text. It, send her a text. Exactly. Like, Call her at home. just assumed Saturday meant, like, as soon as I wake up on Saturday. And she assumed it meant night. But I'm like... Most dates are at then. night. Yeah. And also, to be caught by your crush in this outfit. <laughs> it's but really she tough. she didn't feel shame. <laughs> she did not feel shame. She liked this look, which is insane. So they have this little exchange about like, oh, I thought the date was tonight. And he's like, oh, you're always running off. And then she's kind of like, I like that she doesn't apologize that much. She's just like, I mean, I thought it was at night. Right. She's like, so I'll see you tonight. Yes. And he's like, okay. And like, we see all the kids coming out of the the house, getting into the clown car. They're headed to the mall. They're also Again, they don't disguise this. He sees them all. He's like, where'd they all go? In that small car? It's like. They're so sloppy. Yeah. It's true. 
And now we go to the mall, and as everyone's having fun, we once again see that creepy chainmail glove with the ring on it, mm-hmm. and we just, we don't see, you know, who's attached to this glove, but we know that an Iron Knight is, like, watching them from a balcony at the mall, and it's scary. And then we get a cute moment between Dylan and Natalie, a.k.a. Kelsey from HSM. Yeah. Because they're playing an arcade game, and Natalie gets the second highest score that's ever been documented on this game, and Dylan's like, I'm first. And she says, like, oh, well, like, no worries. I'll beat that. I could spend all day playing this game with you. Setting the scene for romance. Yeah, and he gets, like, really flustered. Um, she asks him why his glasses are fogging up, and it's just, like, <laughs> That it's part so is funny. Cute. I remember that part so well. And Natalie does beat this high score, and her and Dylan hug, and he's just absolutely, like, beside himself. Because, yeah, she is so cute. He's not getting this girl no. in the mortal world. No, no, no. And then we see Marnie and Aggie talking, and Aggie is inquiring about the boy. And Marnie says, yeah, he's cute, but I haven't said one intelligent thing since I've met the guy. I relate to that. Real. Yeah. Real. I'm always like, I didn't say anything cool. Yeah. I didn't no, say anything. I remember no. I did say that after a date in high school. I literally said, like, I have not said something smart the whole date. And he was like, it's fine. And you said that to him? Yeah. I thought it would be, like, funny. And, and it that is was. funny. No, I think of, you kind of wish for me. I was, like, like, I was like, I'm giving bimbo today. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Marnie just absolutely is feeling that same type of energy and her grandmother because marnie is sort of saying like maybe i should just end it with this boy because like i always run off whenever we're together and aggie's like well if you do that he's going to be really disappointed especially because he followed you all the way here and he did this is where we start to really not f with this cody boy because he followed her to the mall when she's with her kids her kids. Her kids. <laughs> She's with her kids and her grandma, and he's here. And That's he, so embarrassing. And you have a date tonight. You have a date tonight. Go for a drive. Go home Go and relax. Get into, like, what show is on at this time. Get into Mad Men. Yeah. Like, get like, in. Is this pre-Mad Men? Um, get into The Sopranos. Yeah. Get into something. Or, like... I don't know. Do anything because it's giving that you can't be alone with your thoughts and it's giving that you're obsessive. It's very much giving that you're obsessive. You literally followed her here and you're going to see her T minus maybe four hours. And if she had wanted to when she saw you at her door. Invite you? Yes. Yes. Or be like, you know what? I can just start the date now. She didn't do those things. Mm -hmm. So why on earth would you come here? And when she first sees him, he tries to be like, oh, of all the malls. And she's like, this is the only mall in town. Mm-hmm. And, like, she tries to even get out of it. She's like, uh, "Like, I can't, like, just leave my grandmother. And, like, then Aggie's like, no, I'm fine because Principal Flanagan <laughs> walks by and she walks off on his she arm. She is simping Simping for Flanagan. for Flanagan, who has really weird energy. Like, he's handsome. She must be bored because yeah. from what she talks about, it seems like she has a wild romantic past. Yeah. So she must just be like, I need some, I need, I need a new bae. And I this need man a new man. Here. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, like, I couldn't tell, like, at first in this scene, I was like, is Marnie, like, genuinely, like, I don't want to hang out with this guy? And he's just like... Because he's like, you look know. pretty kid-free. It's like, dude, it's take like, a dude. hint. And the thing is, like, at this point, I was like, he better be the villain. <laughs> because if he's not, he's a villain in another way. I know. He really sucks. And they definitely like, do make you suspicious of him because of how much he is just, like, always there. Always lurking. Always lurking. Oh, and then the kids stumble upon the Halloween store. And they're looking at all these stereotypical... Uh, depictions of Halloween creatures, <laughs> and they're like, 
this is how they see us like we're jokes they see like a werewolf like eating a skeleton and then one of them says like don't they know most werewolves are vegetarians but then pete is like yeah but that does look like my uncle (laughs) i know he's like ultimately we do look like that but it's just like we're not scary right i love that part where they're i know they really are like our culture is not your costume (laughs) they are like that yeah and it is like so sweet i kind of like love the element of like how halloween town ultimately like is about like bigotry and racism i know like it always has been no it is yeah so then actually one of the boys who aggie scared in class by popping her eyeballs out at him he walks by with his friends and i do have in my notes and by the way he's 38 because like he is so old (laughs) yeah no yeah um but so yes this same guy who kind of had bad energy is there and he looks at the halloween store and he says don't you hate halloween such a freak show i mean who says that losers yeah but um ethan Mm -hmm. decides to have his big moment and stand up to this guy and he gives this really like impassioned speech he's like hey you know what like all people like you you just think all monsters they just want to hide under people's beds and you think all vampires want to do is just suck people's blood like they don't have jobs and families here's the thing about the mall if i stumbled upon this at the mall i wouldn't think a thing (laughs) because the mall there's always something weird going on the mall is built on a hell mouth yeah anywhere it is i saw this i would just think oh yeah i mean this is probably hot topic versus dicks yeah you know i wouldn't think much about it at all yeah. i really wouldn't no and because that's just kind of mall culture the mall really is so sinister it's kind of the most sinister place on earth more so than a graveyard more so than a church more so than a morgue the mall really is filled with freaks and weirdos yeah. at any given time yeah and it does bring something feral out in you and yeah. like even you yourself could end up in a mall brawl yes without meaning to like it just yeah. brings something out in you this bully is just like dude don't fucking test me like don't talk about that like get out of my face dude like i'm like, Why is he, like so mad <laughs> i know it's like walk away it's like just be like what like he gets so mad he's like if you say one more thing I about know. monsters having I a know. nine to five it's on seriously he's like so irrationally it's, like, mad. so funny um but ethan does not back down no he gets right back in his face and he's like so if Halloween is all about, like, freaks, why don't they make a Halloween mask out of your face? Oh, oh. burn, Ethan. And then full-on chaos ensues. Yeah. There's I, a brawl. There's a brawl because this guy absolutely pushes Ethan to the cold tile floor of the mall and is about to start, like, beating him up. Yeah. Over him saying monsters have families? <laughs> Get real. That, like, really triggered him. I know. I want to know what's going on inside his head. I know. Because this bully delivers, like, there's, like, a deep, like, darkness to his performance, don't you think? Yeah. Like, I want to know, like, did, like what was going on in there? But so Chester the ogre actually steps in by transforming into full ogre mode. So he's not in his human mm-hmm. skin suit. And he tells the bully to pick on someone his own size. And then he throws the bully into, like, a display of the Halloween store. Yes. But then there's this purple smoke. And then everyone... <laughs> is turned back into their original monster form. forms. And Dylan sees Natalie as a troll. Oh. And instead of just being like, oh, like, not going to say anything, think to myself, he literally goes like, you're a big furry troll, a big pink furry troll. It's like so mean. 
And he acts as if she like needed to disclose that to him. I know. And it's really fucked up and problematic. It's also like, Dylan, don't you know that these all like you're in this family? It's like you're like an outsider. It's like, don't you know they're all in disguises? Also, she's been out of disguise in your home. Where are you when that's happening? You're right. That's weird. Yeah, because, like, he definitely, like, assumed she was, like, just a witch. But it's, like, yeah. she hasn't been, like, trying to hide that she's a troll. Like, she's proud of it. So that it's is just, weird. like, the way that he says, like, you're a big furry troll. It's oh. just, like, so... It's oh, it's so, so hateful. And yeah. I also hate it because then she's, like, so what? And he goes, what do you mean, so what? And it's, like, how dare you? I know. I know. How dare you? Like, I know. And so then she says, I never want to see you again, you stupid human. And she good. runs off, which good for her. Good. Yeah, it's just She's honestly, like, cute as a troll. Yeah, she's absolutely cute. Yeah, it's like, lay off, Dylan. And it's one thing if you're like, oh, I don't know, like, should we as different species mate? But she's definitely Real. still cute. And yeah. you definitely shouldn't make her feel like shit for something she can't control. Meanwhile, Marnie is at the food court with Cody, and he checks his watch, and she's like, oh, do you have to go? And he's like, no, you do. It's been 15 whole minutes. Don't you have to run off somewhere? Which, like, dude, you already crashed her hang don't make her feel guilty if she has to go you I are know. disgusting and giving desperate vibes but she <laughs> just as she's like oh no i don't have to go she sees this purple smoke and she's like okay wait I actually and then she hears go. a scream yeah so then she's like oh i actually really have to go she quickly finds aggie and they find the purple smoke together aggie like banishes the smoke by doing some like creepy voice under her breath love <laughs> i mean i talked about my qualm with wizards and twitches i don't like how silly the spells are halloween town delivers with the creepy spells they really really do yeah and she banishes the smoke and all the kids are fine they're in their spooky forms but there is something menacing left behind a dagger a dagger, a dagger. Into one of the pumpkins yeah there is a dagger in the pumpkin and so we know the knights had something to do with this scary because like scary yeah, the smoke was not conjured up by any of them they don't know why the smoke yeah they don't know emerged they really don't yeah and also like mortals are like fleeing this part in fear too we didn't mention that but like once like the smoke is there like there's mortals like running like oh my god the mall is under attack yeah back at home sophie this is her only other scene <laughs> yeah is watching like the thing about the smoke on the news like it's like mall yeah. attack and this part is sad because like they all walk in and sophie's like i miss everything and i'm like you do queen <laughs> i you know <laughs> i know she's really getting the purple edit yeah like for our survivor fans she really is i mean she's not in this she's nowhere to be seen yeah gwen is like hey marnie the halloween town council is here waiting for you in your room yes and then she gets just zapped there and she's at the council and they're kind of like really being like um that was really bad yeah and they're mad at her because one of them is like hey when you first saw this like dagger picture that we now know about you should have reached out to us then and been like there's been a threat they're right they are right they're like it seems like you care more about your magic than about our children's safety like that's definitely why you didn't bring it up and marnie tries to defend herself she's like no 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 i just thought to be honest that it could have been someone from halloween town trying to scare me mm-hmm. not an actual threat and she's like but now i'm not so sure like i'm just as concerned as you are i'm sorry and then they do make her an offer they offer her like you can keep the cromwell magic but let's just shut down this program now we'll close the portal the kids will come back here that's what should have been done anyways like just do that she doesn't take this offer and she absolutely should have taken it because she has put 
her, her sister, her grandma, and her mom in a position where they could lose their magic and she made that decision for them and it was never hers to bet. Yeah, and also it's like, this is at this point like potentially dangerous for these kids. Like I think it just really yeah. seems like Marnie is just really selfishly like, I had a plan and I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. It's like, Marnie, that's not... That's not also, it's like you just saw this jock from your school who is the jury of yeah. this decision of whether humans have changed or not. And you just saw some behavior that might indicate that they can't even get along with these people dressed as mortals. And yet you're so convinced that a jury of high schoolers is going to be like, OK, with like monsters yeah. in their school. It's just like a weird. I also think thing. it's crazy that they haven't like laid out any terms. It's literally just like. Their whole thing is like... It's very subjective. Yeah, they say if by midnight on Halloween you can't prove that humans have changed, you lose your magic. I'm like, how are you planning this? I'm like, yeah, like you mentioned the word jury. I'm like, is there going to be a trial? Like, is there going to be some test? Like, you already know that these people are kind of sus. Like, do you really trust them to keep the terms fair? Like, also, human rights issues are like famously like complicated and subjective of like what about like a microaggression what if they're like we're fine if they're here but then like later all these instances of bigotry come out is like you're gonna lose your magic then like it's just very odd of like it's so messy how do you prove that people don't have bias like that's really a very odd thing to try and prove it's almost impossible um so she does not take the deal and she's like you said i have until midnight on halloween i intend to take all of that time so actually meeting adjourned and she girl bosses her way out of the council room she's ignorant (laughs) (laughs) she really is but then back in her room we do see her witch hat from the second movie on a coat rack and i was like oh and she has a heart to heart with her mom that night and like honestly gwen is like any regrets like would you have done anything differently if you could like answer that question again about like going back on the deal and marnie's like no Marnie, you're looking someone else in the face being like, I'd gamble your magic again in a second. I'm rolling my eyes. I, she is so. She's uh, so annoying. She's so annoying. And then, yeah, I mean, she goes downstairs in her pajamas and Aggie is mad all over again. She's like, again, wasn't yours to bet in the first place. And now you had an option to go back on it and you didn't take it. Queen. Yeah. Say that, Aggie. Seriously. Everyone else is just like letting her get away with it. And um, Marnie like sees the kids. And she's like, wow, I'm surprised you all haven't like run home, which I'm like, okay, so you just bet your magic again, but you're like, you're all still here. Marty. <laughs> the math is not I know. Mathing. She wants to lose her magic. Yeah. Honestly, it's sort of seeming that way. It's weird. Um, but the kids are like, no, we're not going anywhere. Like we were all there at the mall. Like we didn't see any nights. Like most of the drama was like our fault anyways. But then Ethan holds up the dagger and he says, this, this wasn't my fault. And it's uh-huh. drama and it's amazing. Yeah, it is drama. Yes, so Lucas. Like, I know. Off. Like, ah. But then the next day at school, um, Aggie is talking to Marnie and she says that everyone suddenly looks suspicious to her. Well, not everyone. And then she starts like waving at Principal Flanagan and Marnie says, you're nothing but a little flirt. Do you know that? And Aggie distractedly says, mm, I know. Love. I love how this movie is really like, elder love yeah focused on the fact that aggie is a flirtatious woman she really is (laughs) but principal flanagan does tell her here history is not working out either too many complaints so we're moving you to gym aggie has shown no athletic (laughs) prowess (laughs) you're not wrong and now so dylan is trying to apologize to natalie but like fuck you dude and he's like i'm just used to you looking all cute and she's like 
seriously because like I don't think I look better this way like Mm -hmm. people back home think I'm beautiful as a troll and he's like are you serious like oh so do you think I'm like ugly and she's like yes you're one of the most hideous creatures I've ever seen good and she's like, but you were nice and that's what I cared about. But Cassie now finds Marnie because there's a bit of a problem. She takes Marnie to go see their secret hideout in the locker and the locker has been pried open with force. I know. It's like very ominous. And it's like then when they get in, they're talking about it. Like who could have done this? They kind of came to the realization that like, well, it probably wasn't someone from Halloween Town because they could just use magic. Like they wouldn't have to like pride open like that kind of seems like a human thing so it's like even more scary right they're like so maybe it really was like a night like maybe these nights are real yeah so marnie's like okay i have to go find my grandma like you stay here cassie so she goes to find her grandmother and she finds her in the gym and they're really fighting like she's still really mad at marnie for betting their magic and marnie's like well you're the one that's so obvious about magic at school every day that's probably why the freaking knights are even on to us grandma and she's like or mm-hmm. it's her new boyfriend marnie and they're just like really i know being heated to each other this is the first time we've kind of seen like so much sparring between these two seriously they're really going at it and so marnie like leaves in a huff she's like Ugh, bye grandma i don't even need this right now and then when she's walking down the hall cody against her will pulls her into a janitor's closet sarah explain to the listeners what i'm doing nora is her head is in her hands and she's shaking her head sadly she's in dismay cody is insane maybe you pull your long-term girlfriend into a janitor's closet because you have something to tell her maybe you bring your best friend into the janitor first of all we've talked about this the trope of hiding out in the janitor's closet is very overutilized you're not allowed allowed to go in there you're not allowed to go in there but when they do it in other movies it's like they bring their best friend in there because they found out some top secret information cody does not know marnie enough to be bringing her into janitor's closets wouldn't you be legitimately scared if there was a new boy at your school yes go on one date that was already sus about like following you there yeah and like he just like has been a little bit too eager and then he pulls you into a closet and it's just you wouldn't you be looking at him like what yes yes scary so scary and he's also just like a demand of her attention that's like so like yeah like what if she had to be at in class like it's just like stop cody like please stop seriously stop i hate him so much and he is like in this part he's like i think you owe me some sort of explanation like you keep standing me up like what happened at the mall like i just don't know what's going on and then he literally says and what's up with that note that your grandma gave you the first day of school like i saw it like what's this like what's in that locker yes and marnie is like oh my god like my grandma was right like how do you know about that locker and then he says that he yeah saw it on the first day she's like my grandmother was right about you i don't know what game you're playing but you need to knock it off good and then he's so toxic he's just like oh i'm sorry i like you i didn't know wanting to get to know you was a crime and he leaves so then like cassie we see cassie like walking around the lair and she like hears something and she hears one coming from the suit of armor and then we cut out from the lair and we hear this huge scream and marnie hears this and she's like cassie and she runs the lair and she gets in the suit of armor is like on the floor smashed and cassie is gone. gone she's missing they're all back at the house and everyone is stressed out about cassie's disappearance and yeah this was so drama 
It literally was. Like I forgot that Cassie went a missing. Girl like, is gone. Kind of for half the movie because she kind of had the biggest impact on me from this film me as too. a child. I loved her. I loved Natalie too. I just loved all the yeah. cute girls. With all the lines. girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classic. I was like, hey girl. <laughs> They're my friends too. Every movie I watched, I was like, okay, so now where are the girls? Where are the girls? Oh, I like that and girl. Like and I like that That's girl. why I slept on so many boy like center in movies because i was just like if it's about boys i don't care i was like who am i gonna look at Literally. i know so now i'm I was finding like, that's some so boring new. i know i had to find someone to like admire and try and be just like, yeah, and, like and look at their outfits in each yes. scene figure out who's gonna emulate for my new school year exactly yeah. <laughs> duh come on um no and i think i also was obsessed as a kid with like even though this was pre-high school musical i think once both movies were out i really liked how she was like nerdy in high school musical but like kind of like a cutie in this you thought that could be me yeah i think i was like i could i could like you could switch i could do both yeah, i could, could take my glasses up. off <laughs> taking your glasses off is huge yeah because when you're in middle school glasses are troll equivalent yes <laughs> yeah so it's really drama because cassie is missing and marnie is talking to the kids at the house she's like you all need to go home because it's not safe here um and then aggie and gwen are explaining that this is kind of tea. There was a spell around the secret lair to prevent humans from getting in. Yeah. And it wasn't broken. So even though the locker yeah, was wide open, was weird. it had to be someone magical. And they were doing a little trick to make a it trick. look like it was a human. A trick, a trick, right. That is pretty, pretty smart. That's, yeah, that's interesting. So Aggie's like, you guys aren't going anywhere yet because like this could definitely be someone from Halloween Town. Like we are going to find Cassie. And then her and... um marnie makeup aggie and marnie like bury the hatchet it's cute and they're all like we need to stick together and then aggie says yeah even this pig-headed old woman (laughs) who can't stop using magic for two seconds which i loved when you're a pig-headed old woman when you're a pig-headed old woman who can't stop using magic for two seconds love i love it and then aggie is like there's only one thing strong enough to hold a witch like cassie and that would be a witch's glass which we've seen is a device that they use to communicate specifically through the world it's sort of like a little magical walkie-talkie yeah. or like guess i'm like iPad. still confused how she got trapped in a witch's glass someone can like put you in it they can like banish you in it oh okay, okay. yeah so they're like okay she so must it's like a phone and also a torture chamber <laughs> i think it's almost like a computer like you can like get ah, trapped, trapped on like the, the hard drive like loretta like, like pixel, pixel perfect, perfect. yeah it's like, okay it's like a device that has like memory that you could like be stored on i think they're like she's definitely on a witch's glass and they're like does anyone have one mm-hmm. and natalie is like oh my god yeah ethan does he talks to his dad on it all the time mm-hmm. and ethan is like kind of sus in this scene he's like being like evasive he's like uh yeah i have one and they're like oh my god can you go get it and he's like yeah so mm-hmm. he's being weird mm-hmm so as this scene is going on, Aggie and Gwen both notice something weird outside and they see it without turning around. Like they both just like have like a witch's sense. Eyes in the back of their head, kind of. Yes. But they're like, something is moving around outside in the darkness because it's nighttime now. So Gwen is like, <laughs> everybody keep talking. I'm going to go investigate. She walks outside. Cody comes around the corner. Gwen immediately screams, Crypto Fragilius! Here's the thing. She did that prematurely, but Cody, get out of here, man. He has flowers. Like, I'm getting so scared. He's like, <sighs> leave <sighs> women alone. <laughs> <laughs> or just, like, have some boundary. Like, you can show someone you like them and, like, be, like, emotionally available and not be like this. Like, there's a fine line. 
I agree. So with this spell, which like I feel like crypto fragilius is like it kind of like kind of roughly translates to like hidden weakness, which I like because it's like it's like he, the crypto market is fragile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he is like lying like unconscious on the ground, but like you can't like see any like wound yeah on him mm-hmm. and everyone like runs outside marnie's like mom mm-hmm. you knocked out my crush marnie is like never concerned with cody's behavior no she thinks it's totally like normal other than that one locker scene or that one janitor's closet scene like she doesn't think it's weird that he's like won't leave her alone uninvited with flowers and it's just like you know why you know why why marnie is one of those girls and i don't necessarily blame her for this Get even her though ass. i have the ick she's one of those girls that like when she's being love bombed is like and as i should ah uh, <laughs> yeah you're right you're right she's like that's a tricky of course slope. he's obsessed yeah of course he's obsessed he was obsessed with her before he even got to know her so like that's the worst when it feels like they just love love and they don't love you which yeah. is what he's giving yeah it's like you're the first girl that he saw and he, he was obsessed before you. they even had like a full conversation yeah it's so weird and he was obsessed because she was always running away which boys love they love that yeah it's true they love serena i gotta go Blair, I gotta go. Blair, I gotta go. I gotta go. They love that. They love like Cinderella running away yeah, from the palace. Yeah, they love like when a woman's like, I gotta go. Clue. Their favorite thing is a girl that says she has to go. I know. Yeah. So meanwhile, Ethan is in his spooky orange bedroom with his amazing Dream. wooden door. Dream bedroom. Love it so much. And he pulls out his witch's glass. And guess what? Cassie is freaking in there. I know. But he's surprised. He didn't do yes. this. He's like, Cassie? Yeah. And she's like, let me out, let me out. But he says, I can't. Red flag. Why? Why, Ethan? Literally, why? And then just then, Aggie knocks on the door. Yes, and he hides it, which is when we're kind of like, uh, because why wouldn't he show it to her and be like, oh my God, Aggie, like help Cassie. He hides it. So this is really sus. And Aggie just like, she's really nice to him in this scene, but she kind of seems a little suspicious. She's just like, and how are you? I knew you and Cassie are really good friends. So I'm sure it's hard. And she's like sussing him out, but she doesn't confront him or say anything. And then she just leaves and Marnie comes to talk to her and just says like, hey, um, Cody should be waking up soon. So um, I'm going to be going out for a bit. Mm-hmm. And as she leaves, um, Aggie says she's more like me every day. Yes, because also Aggie says, do you want to borrow my car? And Marnie says, I have my own mode of transportation. And guess what that is? Literally showing this mortal that she's known for three, maybe a week, that she's a witch flying him on her broom. Why does she tell this guy she's a witch? It's so weird. And I'm like, you just gaslight him. Be like, wait, you you passed out of my house? That's kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get really nervous? And were you drunk? Yeah. No. no. But it's better than telling him that you're a witch. You can't trust him. You don't know his motives. He really is still a suspect. He knew about the locker and we don't have another person to think is sus yet. I know. It's so weird. He already is showing controlling tendencies. Don't give him this information. The secret. Yeah. If you break up with me, I'm going to tell everyone you're a witch. Exactly. Exactly. It's such a bad move. It makes me so angry with her and I don't get why she would do it at all. It's irresponsible. So irresponsible. Yeah, because basically the next thing we know, we see Marnie flying through the night air on her broom. Cody is behind her, still sound asleep on her shoulder, but he comes to. And at first they're just like talking normally. And then she tells him she's a witch. And at first he doesn't believe her, but then he realizes where he is Mm -hmm. up in the air and he freaks out and 
yeah it's just annoying and i don't like the scene because i also don't like the broom i hate when they do these like futuristic looking brooms like yeah. just stick with the classic Nimbus 2000 vibes yeah yeah and i just don't i don't like this couple so i'm disgusted by the scene <laughs> yeah and now we see ethan sneaking into the high school at night and we're like what is ethan freaking up to mm-hmm. and he goes to see principal flanagan and we're like what and principal flanagan we see has this ring we've been seeing throughout the, the movie night ring on his freaking finger so it was aggie's love interest that's up to some aggie girl stuff. you've had hundreds of years to develop good taste um ethan says to principal flanagan like where's my dad and principal flanagan's like he's not here yet but just then a portal opens and edgar dalloway walks in and we learn that principal flanagan is the one who um drew or painted i'm not really sure this dagger symbol to scare them so that was the principal he is definitely in on this and sus sus um but it seems like edgar we're getting the vibe is like the ringleader behind all of this and it turns out that Principal Flanagan says that he is descended from like a long line of Knights of the Iron Dagger. But um, Edgar is like, you wouldn't have even known that they existed if I hadn't found you and told you about it. Mm-hmm. So like, don't get too cocky. And I don't know about you, Nora, but watching this back as an adult, like looking at it critically, I kind of feel like Principal Flanagan is not actually no, connected. That's how okay. I felt. That okay. Edgar just like manipulated him and this principal wanted to feel like connected to something bigger no i had that same take yeah okay cool because as a kid i didn't i think like he always really confused me as a kid because i was like every time i would watch the movie i'd be like oh he's bad and then i'd be like wait i think that it's like a red herring though because i think he's good at the end and then it would would always confuse me because i was like man that got wait he is bad yeah and so like to be special exactly he wanted to be special and i kind of like that i like that it's like because i also think it's really realistic that like there wouldn't necessarily be like the secret circuit of iron knights but what there are are humans that are very vulnerable to To ideologies yeah yeah and like you said to feeling special and powerful yes but then we find out that ethan was the one who did the thing at the mall he's been in cahoots with his father he's the one that did the thing with the dagger even though he said this i didn't do and it was him it was him okay acting genius he should be in the place 10 out of 10 you should be in the traitors yeah and so he's been in cahoots with his father but then he's kind of like dad the cassie thing was too far like that's my friend he's not on board with what's happening to cassie it definitely seems like ethan is just caught up and like his dad has convinced him like the safest and right thing for everyone is that the portal closes and i need your help to make that happen roman roy in that way yeah he's like just trying to do what daddy wants but like has good intentions yeah yeah i really liked that there were so many like tears of like bad guy like there were multiple people who like did bad things yes. but that didn't like mean they were all bad i actually really liked that cassie is like overhearing this whole conversation because she's still in the witch's glass and she's saying like the cromwells will stop you and edgar says not without their magic and their magic's almost mine so now we see Aggie, Gwen, and Marnie all sitting around the dining room table together and they're saying that there's nothing Cromwell women can't do mm-hmm. and they're like, we all know what we have to do and they all put their hands together and some like swirly magical light comes out and Gwen poofs herself into another witch's glass to look for Cassie. To look for Cassie. And then we go to school and Aggie and Marnie are talking about like what's going on and who it could be and they see principal flanagan and he's like being really sus and marnie starts to be like um maybe we should go look at your guy like he's kind of being weird and aggie's like oh 
you think it's him like that's so ridiculous but then she kind of like caves and so she sends literally her crocodile bag in to investigate yeah and the crocodile bag like immediately like sees that he's playing with his night ring and yes. the crocodile bag chomps down on his leg viciously and he screams <laughs> and now it is time for this big halloween carnival that the halloween town kids have been preparing for and cody comes over to marnie and he tries to be like i think i had like a really weird dream last night and she's like oh hang on just a second and then she magically builds a haunted house from nothing before his eyes and she's she like does this in the public i know Kid, like again like what <laughs> like i'm confused are we fine with all mortals knowing your witches yes or no like she does this in front of several students <laughs> and i'm like can they see it like i just don't understand literally at all i think it's almost like if you if you're not looking for it you won't notice it kind of thing it's like what they bank on but like yeah no you're, excuse. everyone would notice it and then he's like oh okay so like so that wasn't like, so a dream real. you are a witch she's like yeah also, Marnie in this scene is wearing the costume that she wore in the second movie, mm-hmm. like the witch costume. Yeah. Um, so Aggie at this point does know that her crush, Principal Flanagan, is up to some bad stuff. And so she's sad and she's holding his like Iron Knight ring that the bag got for her. <laughs> and she tells Marnie that she feels like such a fool. Meanwhile, Dylan is getting excited because he's like, oh my God, haunted house, like buckets of blood. This is going to be so epic and scary. And the Halloween Town kids are like, you know, we're tired of people being scared of us. Like, basically, this is a teaching moment. We're not going to make this scary and horrifying. And then we see that Principal Flanagan is at the carnival with a cane because of his bag Mm -hmm. attack. And he uh, tries, like, talking to Aggie. And she gives him the ring back. And she says, I expected more of you. I hope you know the men you're trying to emulate, the men who wore that ring, were hideous, bigoted human beings. And I loved that. I love that she just spelled it out. That's relevant to me today. It really is. And I love that she was like, you do not want to get involved with this. It is really dark and it's really hateful. And I love that she like. was like, it's like literally hatred. Like, I like that she pointed that out. I do too. And I like it. Like, as much as I'm annoyed that she like gives him the benefit of the doubt so much, I do kind of like that she had the intuition to know like, you're not even fucking like this. You're just stupid and got manipulated. Yes. Like, I like that she, like, saw the difference. She gives the ring back to him, and she says, to be honest, I'm a little surprised that it fits. And then she turns his cane into a snake. And in fear, he falls and knocks over a carnival display, including hay bales. And then she says, happy Halloween. She's epic. And then you know what song plays? Welcome to a different world. Something this? new. Okay, so here's a fun fact. And am I scare you? Oh, this is Jessie Peo. She's the lead singer of a little band called Jupiter Rising, Jupiter who Rising. contributed two songs to Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, one of which was in Jump In as well. Yeah, she sings Hero and she also sings um Go, go. We got to get into this. Oh, she, oh, they sound like different artists. Yeah, both are Jupiter Rising and lead singer Jesse Peo, who performs this song. This is called Strange World. Also, fun fact, this song was written by Andy Dodd and Adam Watts, who are the songwriting duo that we talked about during the HSN oh, movies. Oh, yeah. No, Nora, I'm not kidding you. This song, 
I sing it like daily. Like oh, really? I sing it so much. It I'm didn't like, stick out to me that much. Oh, I always sing it. I'm like, and am I scare you living in a strange oh. world? I okay, always. Well, I'm glad song. that it had that impact on you. Thank you. Um, I really like the vibe of this carnival scene. Love. Like it's just fun. Love. Would love to be there. So we're at the Halloween carnival, and Marnie tells Aggie, "It's almost midnight. Like maybe these bad people aren't going to try anything. Like it's mm-hmm. almost time for like this trial to be up, anyways." Yeah. And Aggie's like, no, no, they will. Just wait and be ready. (laughs) And everyone is not loving the vibe of the Halloween Town Kids haunted house because it's basically like vignettes of wax figures like showing like... It's very wholesome. Yeah. They're trying to show that these monsters are actually nice. So it's like the werewolf is having a tea party. Like at one point, Natalie's like, do you want to hear like all the positive contributions that trolls have had to society? And everyone's like, where's the scare factor? And then at one point, this one teen is leaving the haunted house. And they say, there wasn't even like a ghost that said boo. And Marnie and Aggie overhear this. And Aggie says, how many ghosts do you know that say boo? But then um, Edgar Dalloway, Ethan's dad, arrives through a portal. And two girls in the haunted house see this. And they're like, extras who knew the director. I loved this. I know. They're like, now that is the first scary thing we've seen. It's a hundred percent like some crew member or director is like, oh, we need someone. Uh, oh, I know these girls. Like a hundred percent. It's so bad. Or it's they so were funny. giving like local girls that were like nearby yes. that day. So yeah, Edgar is here to do some shady shit. He says that this haunted house could use a bit of excitement and he uses magic to make the wax figures come to life and start like being scary and chasing people out of yes. the haunted house. And then one of like these like monsters that Edgar has brought to life grabs a torch and lights some hay bales on fire. So a fire starts at the carnival. And you know, Aggie and Marnie are freaking out and they're like pointing at things saying crypto fragilius, but their magic like doesn't it's seem to working. be working. And guess what what bitch is here now? Cody and he's coming up like Marnie why are you using your magic to do this I thought you were a good witch and it's like Cody like she doesn't have time to be like assuaging your concerns right now like get a life for once and so Marnie has to take time out of saving the world to be like no Cody I promise like I'm trying like there's another force at play here and just the fact that she even has to take a moment to do this it's like get lost my man yeah basically like when she tries to like knock these monsters out like some of them are like duplicating or this one skeleton the skeleton is grows dope. huge i love it he, like, i take back everything i said about halloween town budget because this skeleton was like amazing and it's so scary he like looms so over the whole carnival just it, like it's giving this is halloween this is halloween halloween and people say like that's a christmas movie too no it's not it is but it's not like i it's know it's like not though it's, like, for, it's a christmas movie no for, one's watching that on christmas no that's not true nor it's a christmas movie for goths that's like what it is <laughs> i'm not i'm not kidding i'm so sorry. okay i'm sorry goths i it's take for, it back it's for goths that are like i want to celebrate christmas but i'm too goth that's okay like i'm for. sorry goths you know i support you yeah but yeah so it's very scary and then edgar just like stands on top of the jack-o'-lantern which is like the entrance to the haunted house epic and then but then aggie like does some powerful spell and like a wave goes through the whole carnival yeah because she still has she's like the most powerful witch in all of halloween town yeah which so we're led to believe yeah and then edgar like does disappear into the jack-o'-lantern and like all is calm for a second and everyone is like getting their bearings and then principal freaking flanagan 
stands up and points at Aggie and he's like, you all saw it. They tried to destroy us. They're witches and monsters and freaks. If we don't drive them back to where they came from, they'll destroy us. No, but it is like scary because everybody's getting like really like radicalized by what he's saying. Um, and Marnie is like, guys, no, you Teens. all like know me. Like this isn't true. Like I'm a, I'm a good person. Teens um, that like just don't have any like, this is just the worst focus group in the world so we have the literally the angry mob starts chasing them all into the haunted house all the halloween town people like run in and shut the door and they're like scared because they're being chased and edgar is in there and he like says at this part he's like ethan helped with everything i've been doing and they're all like <gasps> and then he's basically like it's time to pay up like the jig is up humans have not changed and marnie's like they literally have like no one was threatening us until you showed up and like mm -hmm messed everything up but he doesn't care he says magicus fixel and he zaps the cromwell magic into his hands no one even cares that sophie's not here and then the mob runs in and marnie is on the ground because her powers have been drained from her body and principal flanagan has the nerve to help up aggie and say is she hurt <laughs> <laughs> and i absolutely that's wild i love edgar for making this great point he says what do you care? You're the one who offered her up to an angry mob. Yeah. Like, Make what did that you think point. would happen? You absolutely wild. I hate him. I kind of, like, like how absurd he is. <laughs> but, like, he's he is awful. I hate him so much. I hate the love interests, both of them. Yeah, they're both trash. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's wild. Um, and then, basically, like, Edgar is like, Ethan, let's go. Ethan is basically like, no, daddy, I'm staying here. Like, yes. he is like dad i'm not going with you i'm carving out my own path but it's crazy to me because edgar is prepared to go back to halloween town like alone i'm like you're not bringing any of the teens that you like yeah sacrificed up like i guess he, he doesn't really care. Didn't care yeah and he does go through the portal and he does seal it and he's gone mm -hmm. and the portal has been closed yes it's yeah. sad and then cody tries to like rally the troops he's like marnie's your friend the, the way that cody is the hero in all of this, i hate it he gives this speech where he's like these people aren't monsters they're just like us like you've been with them in school all this time they played on your teams they like were in your clubs and then this is what gets you to change their mind which is a huge bummer and they're like you know like that's true like we've been with them this whole time and pete's a really good football player and it's just like the fact that Cody is our savior is a huge bummer. I know. I hate it. I'm like, this is not how I envisioned yes. this going. And I guess this is how they prove humans have changed. Because then Edgar gets zapped back through the portal. Gwen's here too with Cassie. She found the correct looking glass. They're back. Yeah. Well, I think like this part's a little confusing and they don't really explain it well. But I think because... Yeah, maybe you're right that it's because humans have changed. But, like, to me, I thought it was more like Gwen finds Cassie in the witch's glass. Because they say this thing where they're like, you forgot that witch's glasses are also oh, great yes. at communicating between the worlds. Implying that that, like, provided a link that was, like, still there. Yeah. But it doesn't really make sense. It's like, if the portal is closed, the portal is closed. I know. So that's confusing. Really but they do reopen the portal. And it's, like, fine. And then it also annoys me that, like they get their magic back themselves like they point their hands at him and they're like magic is yeah it's like couldn't you do this anyway or no because well, of the rules of the bet the bet is finite yeah it's so confusing to me like i wish they like spelled it out better because i'm like if their magic is gone 
how did they get their magic back by doing a spell? Like, you know what I mean? I know. And then it's weird because, like, a couple seconds later, like, because Edgar's like, you'll never get away with this. But then, like, the council appears, yeah. the Halloween Town Council, and they're like, we'll let you get away with it. Like, Edgar, you've been being super weird, and, like, humans have changed. And I'm like, I kind of wish that, like, they had, like, opened the portal and, like, given them back their magic because that would have made more sense to me than just, like, it happened. But, yeah, basically, like, they did win. I also hate that, like, Principal Flanagan, like, at this part is, like, telling Aggie she was right and, like, they do, like, hold hands. No, Aggie, like, but I don't think that, I think she just, like, she'll move on. I know, I know that this isn't, like, her lifelong soulmate, but it still really annoys me that it's, like, you proved yourself to not be an ally to Halloween Town people. You don't just... You said some, like, bigoted things. No, he literally was, like, a, he literally said at one point, like, a world, like, uh, free of freaks, like, sign me up. No, like, it's so sus, and I just, like, it doesn't sit well with me that he, like, immediately gets to be back in her good graces. Like, it's one thing for her to be, like, I don't think you're evil, I just think you're stupid, and, like, tell him, like, you're not a bad person, but, like, fucking change, and, like, walk away. Yeah. But I don't like that she just, like, is basically gonna kiss him later. Like, no, he's a monster. I guess she's just associating, and she just is, like, <laughs> I need to kiss, and I don't care if he's bad. Which, honestly, like we've all i won't falter for it but i'm more just like mad that he gets to enjoy aggie's like magical nature yeah Yeah, i know he doesn't deserve it but yeah basically the cromwells have their magic back the the council is like great job guys edgar is disgraced the cromwells actually zap edgar into the witch's glass and tell him that they'll deal with him later because for now they still have a haunted house to put on and the carnival continues. Everyone yeah. mingles. And then at the end, we see Dylan and Natalie talking. And they, like, try and be like, maybe we should kiss. And then they're like, it's too weird. Let's just be friends. So they really do prove that love is, in fact, not blind and looks do matter. I like that it's, like, equal that they're both, like, no, you're disgusting to me. Like, I like I that it's, like, mutual and that they're both, like, shallow. Like, I, I mean, know. here's the thing. You can not be shallow and still need to find the person you're dating hot and you can find an ugly person hot but you do need to find them hot this is true this is true many uggos be hot for reasons that are unexplainable to us all exactly exactly so it didn't work out for not them. to call them uggos no one's ugly but you know what guys know what i mean so don't even comfort me like that some people are ugly and it's okay ugly isn't like necessarily bad that's actually true take back the word <laughs> take back the word ugly and proud ugly and proud yeah you know there's someone on tiktok right now like my life is an ugly girl <laughs> totally yeah and i support her i support her too so yeah it worked out for natalie and dylan in a sense they actually like walk off like hand in hand like as friends and then yeah. <laughs> um principal flanagan and aggie cuddle and Marnie flies around on her broom with Cody and they share a kiss midair. Disgusting. And that's the last thing we see. And that's the end of Halloween Town High. I don't have that many fun facts, but what I have is the high school used uh, for the, like, the interior shots um, is located in Salt Lake City, Utah, and it's a Catholic high school. So they had to like carefully like choose their filming angles to obscure Catholic-related artwork and statues that ah. they didn't want in the movie. I'm kind of surprised a Catholic school let them film a movie about this witches. This hellish demonic film. Yes. I know. Um, and then Emily Roski, who is Sophie, 
who's barely in this mm-hmm. she retired from acting after this movie and she's uh, not in the fourth one so maybe she was being jenny humphrey in this and she was saying show me as little as possible and i'm gonna be kind of goth that's kind of what i think i think she was like i don't really want a lot of screen time that's what i'm hoping i think that might be true because yeah i can't think of another reason why they wouldn't like include her more yeah yeah halloween town high was written by dan berenson who was not a writer on the first two films We've talked about him a ton, including most recently for the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I really do feel like this movie felt so Disney Channel in a way that the other two didn't. And I feel like that makes sense that he's like such a Disney Channel man. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have a new director as well. There's different directors for all four films. For this film, we have Mark A.Z. Dippe. Um, I think that's how you say it. There's an accent on the E. And we have talked about him before because he directed Pixel Perfect. And then, I see that. I see that too. Um, and then the music was by Kenneth Burgomaster, who we also just talked about recently with Wizards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, shall we chat about the cast a bit? I mean, obviously, guys, our yeah. main cast we've talked about already in Go like, back our and Halloween Town episode. Listen to those episodes if you want to know about those cast members. Yeah, my only two quick updates that I have for the previous OG cast members are that. Kimberly J. Brown and Daniel Kunst, who we all obviously know are engaged, mm-hmm. Marnie and Cal, um, their like most recent update is that they're picking out their wedding rings. So I think they're tying the knot like soon. I knew they were engaged, but Cute. their wedding is probably upcoming. And then um, Joey Zimmerman, who plays Dylan, I think in our last episodes, I told you that he was dating someone with the Instagram handle Becky the Bisexual. Mm-hmm. Good news. No, he's married to Becky the Bisexual. Good. So I knew you were all just dying to know. And now you know. That's okay. his whole wife. And then the actor that plays Cody, um, Finn Whitrock, he is um, in the Ryan Murphy machine. He was in Ratchet. He was in American Horror Story. He, you know, once he gets you, you never can escape, unfortunately. So, so that's true. A, a big chunk of his career is, you know. You know, I know. Really being in that Ryan Murphy cog. Seriously, I saw he's also in um, Assassination of Gianni Versace, which I know is yes, like your personal is. favorite he's, Ryan he's Murphy a thing. He's good actor. Like, I liked him in Ratchet and I liked him. Even though I didn't like Ratchet, I liked him. And I like him in Versace. I think he's good. I think he's a really good actor. And I actually read that um, Kimberly J. Brown said in an interview that Debbie Reynolds, like on this set, would like say about him, like, oh, that kid's going places. Like, oh, she, so she liked him. Yeah. Yeah. He's also in like just so many critically acclaimed things like he's in the big short he was in angelina jolie's movie unbroken he's done like broadway he was in judy too with um that movie about judy garland which oh was wow Renee Zellberg oh okay yeah. yeah yeah he's definitely cool he's married and has a son named jude clifton davis is principal flanagan he's he's best known i think for the political drama madam secretary He's done a lot of Broadway stuff. He's also, this is so random and cool. He's a musician and he wrote the Jackson 5's hit song, Never Can Say Goodbye, when he was like in his 20s. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, and yeah, his most like kind of recent thing is he was on Billions, the show. A lot of the like Halloween Town kids were kind of hard to find stuff about. Um, Eliana Reyes is Cassie the Witch. She has not done anything since 2006 when she was an additional voice in Happy Feet. This is like one of the only things she ever did, and I could not find what she's doing now. Lucas Grabiel and Alessia Rulin, we talked about them in our High School Musical episode, so go back and listen to that. Um, but one thing that I did find, 
um, update about Alessia Rulin, who is Natalie. So she has a new movie out as of this year, a thriller called Black Bags. And she is the star along with another Disney Channel girly, Laura Vandervoort, who is Chelsea from Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire and Lauren from Alley Cat Strike. And Nora, I watched the trailer for this movie. Uh It looks really bad, but there is a part that I was absolutely dying. I could not stop laughing because like the acting is bad. And there's this one man that just at one point he casually goes, hello, horror. And like that (laughs) is so funny. I'm happy you had that reaction because that's exactly what I did. I was like, like, what? And I think he says it to um, Lauren's character. He's so real. Um, So yeah. Also, I did mention this on our High School Musical episode, but Todd Michael Schwartzman, who plays pete the werewolf has a very small role yeah. in high school musical and then michael flynn is edgar dalloway ethan's evil dad he's like been in a lot um most recently he was he was in an episode of high school musical the musical the series kind of recently mm. but i didn't really know him from anything else yeah neither did i and then just a couple quick extra things they used two different actors for chester the ogre human chester is Clayton Taylor, who is like a background actor in Rita and Weep, the decom. Mm. And then this is just, I had to say, because it's decom related. The bully, Darren Scott, who like gets into a fight with um, Lucas Grabeel, he has a small role in the decom going to the mat. So now it's time to rank the love interest. So this is our scale. Number one, we support this union. Number two, we have some notes. Number three, Lizzie, who are going to believe this boy you are knowing your whole life or this boy you were just meeting who says you shining the light from the sun. A Lizzie McGuire quote, the Palo effect. Um, number four, get this person to a therapist stat. So Sarah, what are you going to give? Um, let's start with Dylan and Natalie. Okay, I think I'm going to give them a three, the Paolo effect, because they just, like, don't like each other for the right reasons. They had some chemistry, but they're not a match. They're not bad people, but it's not going to work. And I I kind of think that, like, maybe when they're old, if, like, their first marriages don't work out, they could be, like, a late-in-life, like, oh, we have a lot in common. Neither of us is hot anymore anyways. Like, let's get married and, like, mm. be friends and, and like – occasional lovers but mostly just companions yeah yeah i agree with that i gave it a two we have some notes not necessarily like because i think they're better than what you said just because i think of the palo effect is like so specific yeah and i feel like they just um yeah they're just like not compatible because they don't think each other is hot i mean they're compatible as friends and companions but ultimately you need to have chemistry to have a relationship so um, yeah, they're just kind of a flop. We have some notes. What are you giving Aggie and Principal Flanagan? I don't know what to give it because, like, I guess four. Like, I just hate – it's not that I hate Principal Flanagan, but I'm just, like, you cannot, like, come for a woman's culture and then be like, uh, I was wrong. Kiss me. Like, yes. how dare you? And, like, I, I guess I do think he needs to go to therapy because he needs to examine yeah. – why you needed a purpose so bad that you were willing to be Mm -hmm. bigoted and hateful and like I just but I also just want him to stay away from Aggie like don't even when you get therapized leave her alone I'm giving him four too because like if you're that vulnerable to like hate speech and bigotry like you need to go to therapy and understand like why it's easy for you to like fall into that kind of behavior because like he could join a cult in a year and then Aggie is attached to that yeah so yeah I think that he needs to go to therapy and I hope that they don't get back together after that same um and then what are you gonna give Marnie and Cody I guess I guess the same go to therapy because (laughs) like 
figure out why your inner world is absolutely devoid of life like you have nothing going on besides this girl listen I do feel bad because I know he's new to school and I know yeah, he's lonely like, still but like, if I was new to school I wouldn't hyper fixate on like a romantic interest no. I try and find like a friend exactly try to find a friend like try to put yourself out there like like I feel like Marnie is gonna end up like realizing like oh i need to give him the same advice i gave my halloween town kids like please get involved Mm -hmm. please put yourself out there i cannot be your life so yeah he just needs to like figure his own shit out and like stop coming on so strong to marnie yeah his his tactics are insane he needs to go to therapy because he is getting all of his uh like satisfaction from one person and like it's unhealthy and showing up to the mall when she already turned you down is psychotic i know and i also think he really has some like Signs of like controlling tendencies yeah. and like guilt tripping that I hate. I know. Yeah, I'm giving him four too. So what was your favorite quote? This is a silly one, but honestly, just because it literally is the most memorable line from the film, I pity the night that has to tussle with you. I went with a sweet one. It's a moment when after Cody like stands up for Marnie, I actually do really like this line when she says to him like, wow, I thought everybody had to fit in. But then she says this, which is my favorite quote. How do you know if someone truly cares about you if you don't show them who you really are? Because I thought that was just so nice. Like vulnerability, like if you don't show someone the parts of you that are a little harder to accept, you will never know if they truly care about you. Um, so if Halloween Town High were a zodiac sign, this one was easy. A movie all about harmony and peace between the worlds has to be Libra. It's about bringing people together and seeing the best in everyone. Also like Libras are like the sign of like, they're the most diplomatic sign and this really is a movie like about diplomacy like Mm -hmm. she's taking meetings with the council like she is making proposals she's like changing hearts and minds and that felt very libra also just like libras can be flirts and there were a lot of jokes about like you old flirt you flirt yeah you flirt your flirting's ruining everything and i was like that's libra and also libra season is in october true this makes sense true should we share our rose and our thorn yes um my rose was honestly like the haunted house sequence at the end when after like uh edgar releases the things and they're being run around and the skeleton like that actually i thought was well done and really fun um i liked that that was my favorite part i think i really liked that like that principal flanagan was just like a boring man who was radicalized i really Mm. preferred that to if they tried to be like these are the Iron Knights and they've been underground for a thousand years in your random town where your high school right, is. Right, That would have felt super cheesy to me. And I also just really did like how there were like a lot of suspects and you didn't know who yeah. you could trust. And like there were just, like I said, like multiple tiers of bad guy. It was very interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. So what was your thorn? My thorn was Marnie doing magic like in front of everyone at the haunted house and just like how irresponsible they were with her magic i hate that she told cody so soon i didn't understand i don't get a clear understanding this movie is like is it bad to show your magic or isn't it and like i feel like we've kind of seen them with all three but it was the most in this one yeah and just like when she like did that haunted house literally in broad daylight in front of like half her school i was just like bitch what i know i hated that that's such a good point and i also really did hate the like betting the magic thing and how yeah i hated that offhand that was um have some respect i think my thorn is just kind of like a personal preference i don't think this is necessarily like bad but there is like a big divide between this and the first two movies just in terms of like aesthetic like the first two to me are very like warm and cozy and 90s and this is a lot more like 2000s disney channel like polished and like 
we don't see Halloween Town at all in this movie, which yeah. isn't bad. They made a choice and it completely makes sense, but I did like miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like a little bit sad about that, but it ultimately wasn't like wrong. It was just sort of like my personal preference. Yeah, that makes sense. And that brings us to our overall rating. So yeah, to be honest, I just like liked this a good amount. Like mm-hmm. I, I just like thought it was going to be worse, even though I have seen it recently um and like i don't know i just thought the plot really like did make sense other than like it annoyed me how cavalier she was with her magic but like again i really liked the suspects i felt like there were like a lot of fun new characters um i liked that like gwen had character growth from the last movie i just feel like there were like a lot of things about it that worked for me mm-hmm. it's not like amazing and i went back and forth between giving it a b minus and a c plus i think i'm gonna give it a b minus though because i just like like it and think it works yeah i gave it a b minus two okay cool i my i think one with halloween movies i think it's like really hard for them to be amazing because they're so like silly that it's hard to be like i got so much out of it i was crying like it's like hard to be an a with these spooky monster movies but i thought it was enjoyable start to finish it was actually kind of better than i remembered too i actually was like thought there was a lot of spookiness with like the locker and the layer and like yeah the suspects I just thought it was so enjoyable. The divide between like this and especially the first wasn't as big as I remember. No, me neither. Um, there were certain stuff I hated the love interest, but I didn't like feel like I had like big issues with no, it. No, I to didn't be either. And I thought it made quite a bit of sense. Like yeah. there was actually not that many things I could like pinpoint that were wrong with it. I know, and and every bad guy had like more of a motive than yes. like, we've seen in a lot of other movies. Yeah, I like thought it was like a fun movie. I just like didn't have that many issues with it. Yeah. So yeah, I gave it a B minus too. Yeah, um, and it, I feel confident that it is a B minus movie. If you guys want to do a Halloween Town movie marathon and include this in it, yeah, you should. I think you should. It's so fun to do so. And when you do watch Halloween Town High, please use our drinking game rules. Drink every time we see the Iron Knight hand with the ring on it and the <gasps> chainmail glove. Drink every time we see the Halloween Town portal. Drink every time Marnie's love interest Cody is desperate. Drink every time we see or someone mentions the witch's glass. Drink every time Gwen uses magic. Drink every time we see Aggie's magic bag. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you had fun. We know we did. And we have another spooky Monstober episode for you next week. Happy Monstober. And have a spooky day. Ooh.